In today's second reading from 1 Corinthians 12, St. Paul says this, God placed the parts, each one of them in the body, as he intended. Let me repeat that. God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. Or as this verse is translated in another version of the Bible, God has set each member of the body in the place he wanted it to be. That line of scripture makes me think of a great scene from the movie I spoke about in my Christmas homily, It's a Wonderful Life. Clarence, the guardian angel of the main character, George Bailey, was trying to dissuade George from killing himself by showing him what the world would have been like had he never been born. But it wasn't easy. For a long time, George convinced himself that the changes he was seeing around him in his family members and in his friends and in his surroundings there in Bedford Falls, he convinced himself that these changes he saw were just the work of his very creative imagination or the result of some trick, some magic trick being performed by Clarence. What finally made it clear to George that what he was seeing around him was real was when he went to visit his mother, who of course didn't recognize him and called him crazy, and when he went to the place where Bailey Park used to be. Bailey Park, if you haven't seen the movie, was the housing development that George Bailey had helped to finance through his building and loan company. Well, in place of all those beautiful homes that used to be there, all George saw in front of him were gravestones. And Clarence said to him, Are you sure this is Bailey Park? George responded, Well, this should be Bailey Park, but where are all the houses? Clarence answered, You weren't there to build them. Then George looked off to one side and he spotted a gravestone that had his brother's name on it, his brother Harry Bailey's name, chiseled into the stone. George had saved Harry from drowning when they were young children, and Harry had gone on to become a war hero during the Second World War. But the dates on the gravestone read 1911 to 1919. As George knelt there on the ground looking at the stone in disbelief, Clarence said to him, Your brother, Harry Bailey, broke through the ice and was drowned at the age of nine. Well, George immediately jumped up and screamed, That's a lie! Harry Bailey went to war, he got the Congressional Medal of Honor, he saved every man on that transport. Clarence shot back, Every man on that transport died. Harry wasn't there to save them because you weren't there to save Harry. It was a perfect illustration of something that Clarence had said to George a little earlier in the film. He said, strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. 
When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? A powerful line. St. Paul would definitely agree. Based on that line from 1 Corinthians 12 that I quoted to you just a few moments ago, where Paul says, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. According to the teaching of 1 Corinthians 12, we together make up the body of Christ, which is the church. This means that individually we are like the various parts of a physical body. We have different roles, we each have different gifts, we have different functions in God's plan for the salvation of the world. And yet, just as the different parts of a physical body are supposed to interact with one another and work together for the good of the body as a whole, so too we in the church and in the world are supposed to interact with one another and work together for the good of all. That's the will of God. That's the will and the plan of our good and loving Lord. So obviously what we do and what we don't do in this life affects not only ourselves. To some extent, what we do and what we don't do affects everybody else. Because our lives are so intertwined with the lives of others. St. Paul makes that point here in this text we heard a few moments ago by saying that if one part of the body suffers, all the parts of the body suffer with it. Now this is something we all know from experience. If, for example, you have a toothache or an earache, it's not just your tooth, it's not just your ear that suffers. That one hurting part of your body affects your entire physical organism in a negative way. And it ends up making you miserable. In fact, you don't hear anybody with a toothache ever say, my tooth is miserable. Somebody with a headache never says, my head is miserable. No. I am miserable. I, as a person, in the totality of my being right now, am miserable. It's a terrible thing when one part of your body hurts and everything else seems to hurt along with it. But you know what's even worse, my brothers and sisters? What's even worse, much worse, is when you are missing a part of your body. What's even worse is when all the parts of the body that should be there aren't there. Just ask anyone who's had part of their body amputated. Just ask anybody who was born without one or more of their limbs. This was the lesson George Bailey learned from Clarence when he got to see what the world would have been like had he never been born. He came to understand in a powerful way that he was a missing part of the body and that his whole town was suffering because of his absence. Now that's the cinema. That's Hollywood. But you know what? That's exactly the way it is in the real world. 
as Clarence said so prophetically, when a person isn't around who is supposed to be around, he leaves an awful hole. I ask you this morning, how many holes have been left in our world because of the shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary School last month and because of the many other murders and acts of violence that take place in our country every day? How many holes have been left in our nation because of abortion since that horrific practice was legalized 40 years ago this very month? Last I knew, about 55 million holes. If God has a plan for each and every human person, a good plan, and he does, a plan which involves their interaction with other people in the body of Christ and in the world, then what happens when somebody who's an important part of that plan isn't there? Let me make this very concrete for you. If you have a young son or daughter, and it was part of God's eternal plan for your son or your daughter to marry one of those children killed in Newtown, Connecticut last month, how will your child's life be affected in the future? How will your life be affected? Or what if the person whom God wanted your son or daughter to marry was aborted? and never made it out of the womb? Or what if, in the good plan of God, one of those children from Newtown, Connecticut, was destined to become a great scientist someday? Maybe the scientist who would unlock the secret to Parkinson's disease and discover a cure? Well, let me tell you, with absolute certainty, the hole that person leaves will have a negative impact on my life in the lives of your relatives and friends with Parkinson's, in the lives of some of you who have it or will have it in the future. I remember seeing a cartoon several years ago that made this point in a very powerful way. In this cartoon, a man looks up to heaven and he cries out, Oh God, why haven't you sent us people with cures for cancer and AIDS and answers to world hunger and all of our social problems? And the voice comes back from heaven, I did. The man looks up and says, but where are they? The Lord responds, you aborted them. Among the 55 million who have been killed in the womb, just here in our own country, in the last four decades, don't you think there were at least a few great scientific minds among 55 million? Odds are there were. And perhaps a few great economists who would have had the insights that we need to turn our sick economy around? And maybe, do you think, in that 55 million there were a few people who could have developed successful businesses to put some of our unemployed citizens back to work? And maybe in that 55 million, do you think there might have been a few good priests and religious who could have saved some souls who otherwise will die in the state of mortal sin? 
Important stuff to think about, my brothers and sisters. You see, Clarence the angel was right. Absolutely correct. Each man's life touches so many other lives. And when he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole. May God help all of us to take this truth seriously. And then may he help us to make every effort by our words, by our deeds, and yes, even by our votes, to prevent any more holes from afflicting our world.